a very Merry Christmas to all of you as we gather here. We've made it to Christmas in this challenging year in which we have all lived through. And truthfully, I wasn't certain that we were going to have this Mass at midnight because at 9 o'clock we lost all power. So it was nice and dark. And so, God's goodness, the light shines in the, in the darkness. The light came back at around 9.30, flickered a bit on and off, and then stayed on. So let's pray it stays on right now. Which is significant because my homily this evening is about light. Light which shines in the darkness. This past Monday, we had the Bethlehem star appear in the sky. Now, divine providence, my brothers and sisters, in this darkest year which we have lived through, in this darkest year of pandemic, of political turmoil and strife, of uprising of hatred within our land, an inability to even communicate with each other, in this darkness, the light shines. The light shines which conquers the darkness of sin and death. The light has conquered, and the light will continue to conquer. And so therefore, this gives you and I great hope. It gives us great hope in the fact that a Savior has been born to us. A Savior, God himself, the creator of the universe, of all of the planets, the galaxies, the stars, of all things, this God, this creator, enters into our time and becomes an infant, a, ba a baby, a baby who had no place to lay his head, a baby who had to be placed in a manger, who had to be born among the stables, uh, not the stables, but in, in, born in the stable or barn or whatever you want to call it. The manger basically was the place where they kept the animals. Bethlehem is a hill city. And so, you know, I grew up in New York, as you all know by this point, after six years ad nauseum. You know, we had basements in New York. Well, Bethlehem had basements. The basements of Bethlehem was where the animals were. They were, they were built into the, into the rock of the, of the uh, mountain top, uh, the mountainside, the house was on top and the animals were underneath. Do you know how badly it must have smelled? <laughs> you think Brooksville smells when there's an odor, when you get the cow pasture odor? When the wind's blowing the right way? See, we have this beautiful manger. This was donated to us by a parishioner who purchased this on a trip to the Holy Land and was, being, was moving back up north with her family to go into assisted living, and she, she gave this to us to use. The mangers we have all over the property, they're beautiful. They're works of art. And sadly, these beautiful mangers, which you might even have in our home, makes us forget the reality in which our Savior was born. He was born, he deserved a palace. He deserved the best. And he got the worst. In this cave, basically, this cave 
with animals. Stunk. Smell. Yuck. And yet this is where God chose to be born. This is where God chose to be born for you and me to remind us that he is not afraid to get dirty. He is not afraid to take on the, the totality of humanity and all, all its stages except sin. How wondrous that is. How wondrous that is to reflect upon this goodness of God who enlightens and illuminates all around him. We entered the church with dimmed lighting. In this dimmed lighting, the focus should have been the crib and cross, because that is where the brightest light was located. Now, unfortunately, you over here can't see anything. So you over here, for your homework, you have to come over here and look and see what's here. Because Jesus was born to die. Jesus was born not to have happy, happy, joy, joy, which should have been his case, being God, but he was born to die. And even in death, the darkest reality of human existence, death could not quench the light of God. The light of God permeates the darkness of even death so that we can see the goodness of God and his desire for us to be with him forever in eternity. In these bleak days, in these difficult times, it is hopefully for us to reflect upon on this Christmas morning, did we recognize, did we see the presence of God, Emmanuel, with us? Did we allow the media, did we allow the, those around us, those around us who were living in fear and, and petrified, did we allow them to dictate to ourselves how to live? What does, what do the angels, what does the angel tell to say to the shepherds? Do not be afraid. Throughout the scriptures, throughout the good news, throughout the gospel, Jesus says, do not be afraid. Or some variation of fear, afraid. Most, if you look at a biblical concordance, most often does Jesus use or say those words. Be not afraid. Do not be afraid. Fear is useless. There's nothing to fear. And yet we find ourselves fearing. Why? Why do we fear? The light has come. The light has entered. The light has conquered the darkness. And yet we still fear. We still fear and fail to trust the promise that our God has given to us. This promise which we remind ourselves once again. Israel. Israel was decimated. Israel was taken into captivity by the Babylonians for 400 years. They were away from the temple. They were away from the Holy Land. They were in a foreign land with a foreign people. 400 years. They witnessed the death of Zedekiah, the last king in the line of David. Him and his sons slaughtered before them. According to scripture, according to the prophets, the Messiah was to come from David. But his line is now gone. 
his immediate line is lost. And yet, what does St. Luke emphasize? That Joseph had to go to the city of David. The line of David settled in Bethlehem. The family of David settled, generations later, in Bethlehem. In Bethlehem, which in Hebrew means house of bread. Jesus was born in a town called House of Bread. Jesus was born in the city of David. Jesus was born in the, the, the Davidic line, the Davidic family. That is the family that kept hope in the promise that the Messiah would come through them. When all else seemed lost, Israel held on to that belief to that belief that the Messiah would come to them, that the Messiah would be born, unto the, be born to them through the line of David. And what happens when it seems like it's all gone, when it seems like it's lost and forgotten, when it seems that God had abandoned Israel at the most? What happens? An angel appears to a woman, to a girl named Mary, and tells her, that she is going to be the mother of the Most High God, that she is going to bear a son and name him Jesus, that he would be from the line of David, and from him the Messiah would be, well, come forth. God is always faithful. God is always faithful to his promises. Little side note, I was reading about shepherds in the time of our Lord, and I found something very interesting. I found many things interesting. I'm not going to test you, but last year I shared with you something interesting about the shepherds and the swaddling clothes. Do you remember what it was? Don't answer that. <laughs> the swaddling clothes, I'll just remind you with the swaddling clothes, but that's what I talk about. The swaddling clothes, the first born unblemished lamb, which was the lamb that was used in the Passover. Those lambs were wrapped in swaddling clothes so that they could be preserved and protected, that they wouldn't in their, in their infancy trip, fall, break a leg. Now Jesus, being born in the house of bread, the town called House of Bread, being laid in a manger, a feeding trough, wrapped in swaddling clothes. To the shepherds, would, uh, they would understand that this is the Lamb of God. This is the Lamb that is going to be slaughtered for the Passover. But that was last year, remember? This year, something new I just discovered, which even made me even happier. And that is the role of dogs with shepherds. Now, I have dogs. That's why this intrigued me. <laughs> shepherds always had dogs with them. The shepherds, the shepherds, the dogs with the shepherds not only kept the, kept the sheep in order and kept them corralled when they needed to be, but the dogs also protected the shepherds and the, and the sheep at night when the shepherds would fall asleep. The dogs would stay, the dogs would stay and be on guard. So the dogs signify loyalty. 
The dogs signify fidelity and protection. And so to these shepherds in this field, there's no mention of it, but they appeared also to the dogs who were present. And there is a tradition in some countries I discovered that manger scenes have dogs with them or in them because the shepherds would have brought the dogs with them. Isn't that a wonderful little story? If you're not a dog lover or a cat lover, I'm sorry. But this is reality. This is what this is what I've read. There's no cats in the there's no cats or other no other animals in that story. It's just the dogs. So even in the nativity, the dogs have a special place. That's a wondrous thing. That should warm our hearts. That's a, that all of creation groans, St. Paul tells us. This is a very interesting Mass to be preaching at because this is the, least, less, the lowest number we've had at this Mass. And if you were at the 4 o'clock Mass, it would have been standing room only, still. I thought the 4 o'clock Mass was going to look like this. But that's another whole story. The reality is, my brothers and sisters, we have gathered here in this church on this beautiful morning. Yes, regardless of the weather out there, it's a beautiful morning. It is beautiful because we recognize that the light has entered into our existence. The light has conquered darkness. The light has come to save us and to show us and to lead us on the path we are to live. We've gathered here because we trust in the light. We trust in the promise of God. And we gather here to remind ourselves of what it is that we truly believe. Because the world throws these different things at us, these different notions, these different thinkings. And very often, even though we're people of faith, it creeps in. It creeps in and we start to hold on to that stinking thinking. We start to keep the worldly realities as part of who and what we are. And we do not allow the light to illuminate us as totally, as completely as it can. My brothers and sisters, this is a wondrous day. This is a beautiful morning. Because on this day, we renew once again our commitment and our belief in the power of God at work in our lives. The power of God, not generally at work in the world, but the power of God at work in our life, in my life, in your life, independently, completely, totally, intimately, our God is with us, Emmanuel. He does not abandon us, he does not leave us orphans, and even in the bleakest hours, when it seems that all is lost, as it did to Israel, our God is with us and moving and acting in ways we can't even imagine. This is our hope, this is our trust, this is our confidence and our belief. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, let us rejoice and be glad, because born to us this day is a Savior, Christ the Lord. Come, Lord Jesus, come, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.